Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 263. How are you doing, sass bastards all over the world? How are you doing? Folks, today's a holiday, and everybody knows what holiday is. It's Easter. You know, for many people, they're celebrating Easter, and it's a great thing for them. They get to go to church. They, they get to wear their best clothing. They get to go out looking all nice and enjoying themselves. And I saw that at the supermarket earlier this morning when I was there doing a little, picking up a couple things. Everybody's looking all great and everything. But it's interesting. Every religion has a different holiday. Ethnicities have different holidays. Different countries, regions, states, and you know, have different holidays. Cities have holidays. But everybody knows what those holidays are if you're living in the area and you know when those holidays are. But I'd like to talk right now about holidays that are specific to you and specific to so specific to you that you, that is just like I said, just for you. But you also don't know when it's going to happen. And there's two types. And I like to refer to this holiday as F Everybody Day. And you have those holidays. You may not call it that, but that's what it is. The first one is the positive one. That's where everything is going so well that even if other people are trying to rain on your parade, saying negative things, bothering you, getting in the way, everything is going so good for you that it doesn't matter. You know, you come home, your spouse is acting like an idiot or your kids are being idiots or your boss is being an idiot or people in the public are being idiots. But everything is going so good for you. You feel so good that day. You look at all of them trying to rain on your parade and you're just thinking, (laughs) F everybody. You can't ruin this for me, you bastards. F everybody. And those don't come as often. Name the same. It's the same type of name as the other version of the holiday. But those are better. Those are incredible. Those don't happen as often as the other F everybody day. And you've had those too, and a little bit more frequently. You know what I'm talking about. You get up and you don't feel like dealing with any crap from any of these idiots. And by these idiots, you mean anybody that's not you. Under normal circumstances, you love your spouse. But right now, you're looking at him or her and you're thinking, shut up. They didn't even say anything yet, but you're hoping they do shut up. In fact, as you travel about the, the your world that day, you're hoping everybody loses the power of speech when they come up to you because you don't want to hear any crap from them. You know, it's an F everybody day on the negative side when you're coming home and you have a neighbor that always greets you with a hey, good morning or a hey, what's afternoon or a hey, whatever your name is. Right. They say your name and you're thinking, please don't let this bastard see me when I'm walking into the house. I know all they're going to say is hello. I know they're going to have a pleasant smile. I know they may not even want to try to engage me in conversation, but I don't even want to see that crap and I don't want to hear that crap. I've been there before. You know, I had an apartment in Los Angeles and I was having an F everybody day. And there was a neighbor that was one of those cheery bastards that were on a no- even under normal circumstances, they were a little annoying. But it was cute because they were doing it. Hey, what's going on, neighbor? <laughs> Which is normally OK. But today, hey, what's up, neighbor? <laughs> and as I'm looking at him, I'm going, please keep saying that as you back away from me and please fall down the steps. <laughs> Because you don't want to hear that crap. You know what I'm talking about. Normally, even when somebody does something a little bad or does something, you know, like steals a parking space from me or something like that. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. Or if something does bad does happen to them, I don't celebrate it. I had a person whip into a parking spot trying to beat me to the parking spot when I had the right of way to the parking spot. And you could see them with that self-congratulatory look in their face like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. And they whipped into the parking spot and I didn't get the parking spot. And I found another parking spot. And guess what happened to that parking spot? The two cars on both sides of that parking spot, coincidentally, both had many, many tickets on them. So they got the boot and the boot is, you know, that that is a big metal clamp they put on the tire. So you can't move the car. You can't move the car until you pay the bill. Guess what else happened? Another truck was coming down the road and it got 
behind that parking spot and the truck broke down and the guy couldn't get it started. Oh, no, the guy couldn't get it started. So I'm looking out the window and I see the jackass that stole my spot. What happened to the bastard? Both cars got the boot, which means they can't move. And the car behind him broke down. The truck behind him broke down. So that couldn't move. So this punk ass was stuck in that spot for several hours as they tried to repair the vehicle because the tow truck didn't show up. And I say good. That's what I would have said. Good. I would have said good. But I was like, you know what? Even though he stole a parking spot and he was a bit of a douche, I don't want to make the guy late for three hours. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't wish that on somebody. He, 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 he may want to have been in those situations where he's just having a bad day and everything's bad for him. And he just took this spot and maybe he was doing it intentionally. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't want anything bad to happen to the person. He may be a nice guy under normal circumstances. This may be one of those bad moments. We've all had those moments. You've had a moment where you said something overly harsh to a spouse overly harsh to somebody you care about and they knew you didn't mean it but they did hurt their feelings anyway but they did they were like you know normally he's so nice and he's so cool i'ma let that one slide and that's how i am with people that do stuff like that it's not that big of a deal i would have let i let it slide Okay, I laughed a little bit, but for the most part, I let, okay, I laughed a lot. Okay, I laughed my balls off and then I let it slide. I ain't saying I'm a saint, F y'all. But something happened to me today, and this has been for me so far until I started this recording because talking to you bastards makes me happy. But before I started recording this, I was having an F everybody day. Not the good F everybody day, the bad F everybody day. F everybody is what I was thinking, but never F my sass bastards. But everybody else, F them until they become sass bastards and then un-F them. <laughs> I don't mind sucking up the audience I don't have yet. Shut up, bastards. Back to the story. So I'm driving back from the supermarket today. And as I said, it's an F everybody day for me. And there's a car behind me and there's a lady who's sitting there and she's honking the horn and all of that crap. There's plenty of space to drive around me, but she's honking the horn and making gestures and all that kind of crap. I speed up a little bit. I move over and she doesn't go. I'm like, why is she following me and tailgating me and making gestures? As I drive up the street, I drive up to what I know is a stop sign. I know a stop sign is coming. It's coming because it's always been there. And the only reason she can't see it is because she's so focused on yelling at me and she can't see it because there's a truck parked at the corner. I know it's there. I tap my brakes to get her to stop. She thinks I'm trying to brake check her. So she's getting even more angry and she's driving closer to the back of my car. And I come to a complete stop at the stop sign and she just says, Rah! and she's and makes that angry look in her face and looks at me like your dirty mother and whips around me and zips right through the intersection and blows the stop sign oh i forgot to tell you not only do i know that there's a stop sign there you know what is also always right there that's right a police car so this idiot zips around me aggressively and angrily yelling at me blows through the stop sign at 50 miles an hour and police officer pulls that punk it's great and you know that police officer sitting there for one reason and one reason only to give a ticket to an idiot and she was an idiot and i drive by and under normal circumstances i would go just like with the person that stole the parking spot i don't want anything really bad to happen to the person i know they stole my parking spot i get it but, you know, after I laughed my ass off, I let it slide. Not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. But that wasn't an F everybody day. Today is an F everybody day. And today, F her. She's getting what I know to be a big ticket. I know it's a big ticket. I can already hear her mouthing off to the police officer. So guess what? <laughs> You're definitely getting a ticket. He may even have let you slide. I don't think he was going to. Your punk ass is getting a ticket. And I drove by at the speed limit and looked in my rearview mirror. And I'm telling you right now, I was happy. Like I said, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't be happy that somebody's getting a big ticket points on their license. But this time I was happy. Come to think of it, because I'm talking to you bastards and I'm happy again, regular happy. I'm now kind of feeling guilty about the fact that I was happy about the fact that that lady is about to get a big ass ticket and points on her license. Oh, I'm pretty. I'm a nice guy. I shouldn't be. Shouldn't be happy about that. You know, <laughs> just kidding. I'm happy. Hell with her.
but it's been an F everybody day for me. And I know you've had those days. You know, it's a personal holiday for everybody. And you shouldn't feel bad about it. You shouldn't feel bad about it at all. It's natural. Right. Now, there are some people that may be whitelisted away from the F everybody day. Maybe you're your best friend that you've been friends with for whatever amount of years. Maybe he or she has been is, is exempt from being a part of the F everybody day. Maybe your spouse, if your spouse is, if you're a new relationship, maybe they're exempt from the F everybody day. Maybe if your baby's under four months old, they're exempt from the F everybody day. But sometimes your friends don't know when to shut the hell up and they call too much about their stupid problems and you try to tell them you're in a hurry and you try to tell them you can't talk now, but they won't shut the hell up. And guess what? They just unwhitelisted themselves. They're now back on the F everybody list. I have problems. Yeah, well, F you. You don't actually say that. You say it in a nice way. You get rid of them. But as soon as you hang up the phone, as soon as you press the button, beep, F them. And like I said, if your spouse is a new spouse, if it's a new relationship, you don't want to say F them. You don't want to say that. Hey, are you having a bad day? Oh, it's a horrible day, but you know what? It's a lot less horrible. In fact, it's a good day now because you called. Oh, that's sweet. Two years later, you having a bad day? Yeah, and talking to you ain't making it no damn better, click. <laughs> having a bad day and all of a sudden you see the baby, oh, the baby, look at the baby, pick up the baby, smell the baby, the baby, the powder, the baby, the baby, the baby. As soon as that kid's old enough to walk and talk. Uh, could you do me a favor? What's that? Please tell me you cheated on me. <coughs> Because I'm getting sick of you and the kid. <laughs> you know you thought it. <clears throat> so what I'm saying is, just remember that F everybody days are short-term holidays. They usually only last about a day. Sometimes they only last a section of a day. But they're coming. You felt them. You know what I'm talking about. And I've had an F everybody morning. But now that I'm talking to you guys and gals, it's the other type of F everybody day. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling really good right now. And I don't think anything anybody else can do can ruin the rest of this day for me because I'm talking to you bastards. Yeah, you guys are the greatest. That's really not what you were saying earlier. Um, I, I really don't know what you're talking about. You said that you said you run them and you own them and they'll do whatever you say. <laughs> I've never said anything like that. <laughs> you said that they're a bunch of chumps and that they will do whatever you want. And if they don't, you'll literally fly to wherever they are and pimp slap all of them. Oh, I just, <laughs> I, I really don't know what you're talking about. I've got a recording. I keep forgetting about how many recorders I have right here. Would you like me to play it? No, that, you don't have to do that. I'm going to play it. I don't know about you, but uh, listen, man. Just between me and you. Yeah. You're not recording this, are you? No, I'm definitely not recording it. I'm definitely not going to play it at a later date and do embarrass you. Good, 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 good. Let me tell you something about my audience. A bunch of chumps, and they will do whatever I say because they's a bunch of suckers. You, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, they're some of the biggest suckers on the planet. I run them. You know what I'm saying? I own those punk asses. You know what I'm saying? They can't live without me, those suckers. You know, you really didn't need to play that. Well, you, you, you're the one that said I didn't have the tape. Mm. <sighs> Let me just say something, Sasspasses. Listen, I was obviously kidding in that recording. And, you know, he's always, as you know, will show up and try to make me look bad in front of people because his podcast, High Voice Guy, the uh, the High Voice Guy Says podcast, which was trying to rip off the title of the S. Anthony Says podcast. He thought because he had gained some notoriety by being on my show that he could just steal the title and go off and do his own show. And I told you it wasn't going to work. You sabotaged me. How did I sabotage you? How did I sabotage you? Huh? What did I do? Huh? You were on this incredible show. And then you tried to go off on your own. If you would have said, hey, man, it's time for me to leave and go off and do my own thing. I probably would have plugged your punk ass show. Yeah. But you don't want to try to just, just to snake me and then try to, you know, I mean, if you just came up with a different title. But you, I mean, did you really think that people were going to just stop listening to me and start listening to you? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, God. 
I don't even know why I let you back on. It's because I know a little bit too much about you. That's pretty much it right there. You know, man, can I get those tapes back? Nope. Oh, God. And don't try to look around my house and find them because you won't find them. They're in a safe location. They? Yeah, I made copies. Oh, this is awful. Uh, Are you ever going to stop blackmailing me about that and... You're just gonna, Mom, Mom, I'm here now. You sure you don't want to try your own podcast? Now I'll plug your podcast, and then you could, you know, go off and do your own thing, and then, you know, you, maybe you'll have a, your podcast will be popular too, and then, you know, then you could just give me back all the tapes. Yeah, that's pretty much not how it works. No, I don't know anybody that's blackmailing anyone that then gives up the leverage of the blackmail. That doesn't make any sense. Ah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Wow. This is kind of a really awkward silence here, isn't it? Yeah. You know. Do you have any other recordings of me saying bad things about my audience that, uh, you know, that you could... Uh, me, of course not. <laughs> I don't believe you. You probably shouldn't. Oh, boy. This is really annoying. Wow. Uh, I don't even know what to say now. Well, here's some other stuff you said. Well, you'll have to play that in another thing. I'm telling you right now, I don't even like doing the podcast anymore. I stopped like doing the podcast after episode 260. I figured I done done enough for these chumps. You understand? And I, 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 let's be honest, I only do this podcast for one reason, which is to secretly bang all the women in the audience and then to get the dudes to worship me like a, you know, like a religion and just do my bidding. You understand? But to be honest with you, I don't really need the dudes to do my bidding. I only did the podcast to bang babes. You know what I mean? I don't, the hell I, you know what I mean? I don't even care about the damn podcast. You understand? I, I, mean, I don't even like my audience that much. I mean, I don't like the half that I, I'm not trying to bang. I want to bang half of them. But the dudes in the audience, what a bunch of chumps. I never liked them. You understand? And they can kiss my ass. You understand? If I see them in person, I might kick the crap out of them because they stink. Wow. Oh, God. I've got to remember not to have alcohol when I'm talking to you. And also, uh, whenever I'm sitting next to you and you have a paper bag shaped like one of my recorders aimed at me that I should probably censor the things that I say. Yeah, I was wondering why you kept going. Oh. Truth is, I didn't want to bang half my audience, but I didn't need them to know that. Uh, uh, I'm just going to edit this part out of the show. You better not. You edit this part out of the show. I'll edit back in some more of those tapes that I got. Oh, God, no. You got more tapes. You're damn right. Oh, God. Uh, you know what I'm going to do, uh, guys, uh, in my audience? I just want to let you know right now that I... Uh, I apologize for the things that I said about you when uh, behind your backs. I just want to let you know that I uh, I didn't mean any of that stuff. He, you know, I was I was drunk, and you know, sometimes when you drink alcohol, it it makes you. I know people say that alcohol, you know, takes away inhibitions, but sometimes, and it's the truth, sometimes alcohol will make you say things that you don't mean, and. Uh, I think this is the case. I, I would like to say that. I mean, you've been listening to me for three years and change. You know who I am and you know that I'm not that type of cat. And, uh, you know, you should, you know, you know I'm hoping that I'm going to ask your forgiveness about that kind of stuff that, you know, that we can move on and you know, finish this episode and do all the rest of the episodes I'll be doing and stuff like that. And, and hopefully that, that you could all forgive me. Halsey, what you're saying is that you did not mean what you said. Uh, I did not. Ah, uh, we put the play button again. That, that's really not necessary. And another thing. <laughs> if you ever wind up, you know, if somebody was actually, you know, tell the people what I was saying about them, all I'm going to do is play on the three years that I talked to those jackasses and tell them I'm, I, I'm sorry and give them some bullcrap apology because they're all dopes. They'll believe that bullshit in the first place. <laughs> what a bunch of chumps. Wow. I... Uh, it's amazing how, um, as we have this conversation, 
you're, you're playing the the one recording that we made that day. And somehow the natural course of this conversation seems to correspond with the the insults that you have on that tape. Uh, that's either really, really, really incredible editing on your part, or this is just the really weirdest string of luck that I've ever seen in my life when it comes to blackmail. I don't even know how that happened. I mean, do you, how, how did you do that? That, that, that? That's incredible. I'm not good. Yeah, maybe you, you know, I'm, I'm surprised your podcast didn't work. Oh, you're going to bring that back up just to rub it in my face? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to take the power of your blackmail away from you. Hey, podcast audience, I'll be honest with you. I said some crap about you behind your back. Okay? I was getting a little full of myself because people started to listen to the podcast and I got a little full of myself. But let's be honest. We've all made mistakes, right? You've said things about people behind their back that you're not proud of. And I've said some things about about people behind their back that I'm not proud of. Okay. Except that there's not a whole bunch of people listening to you when you say it. But that still, it was still just as wrong when you did it. So let this high voice PC shit. I'm taking the power back from you. Right. So I, I said some stuff about you. All right. But as it turns out, I feel bad now because that stuff was unfair. Right. And and and, and I just want to say right now that I apologize sincerely. And, uh, you know, so go ahead and play whatever you got left, jackass. I just apologize to him. I also have pictures of you naked playing with your junk out the window. Wow. Ah. Uh. Well, there's no ways, no way to get out of that one. Um, you want to just take over the podcast or something? Because I really, I really don't want those pictures to come, to come out. Because I, I look kind of stupid doing some of the stuff in those pictures. I really would like to take over the podcast for a little while. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of sit over here and uh, reflect on things. Great, you sit over there. Hi, sass bastards. I'm gonna take over the show for a while. He's a uh, Looks like he's almost crying over there, but that's his problem. And welcome to the High Voice Guy Says Podcast. How you guys doing, everybody? This is episode, well, it's episode 263 for him, but episode number one for me. And this is great. I finally get an opportunity to get out there and step out of this his shadow and do what I want to do. <clears throat> anyway, hey, folks, what I want to talk about, and this is, this is going to be incredible. You know, you know, uh... Um, uh, uh, um, I forgot what I wanted to say. Oh, God. It's a lot of pressure now because now I'm I'm so used to just, you know, having him do the show. And then I kind of, you know, kind of come in and uh, a lot of, how, how many people are listening to this? That many? Oh, God. How many countries? Oh, God. Oh, God, that's how many people are going to hear this? Yep. Oh, oh, boy. Um, so how you guys, uh, how you guys doing out there? Uh, um. Not as easy as you thought, is it? No. Um. So, uh. How many countries? Um, why don't you go sit down? <sighs> Not as easy as you thought it was, was it? No. All right. Maybe you should just let me take over my own show for a change. Ain't got nothing to say now, huh? <laughs> Punk ass. Anyway, sass bastards. Um, as you as you just heard, there was a an, an, an it was a coup attempt on the S. Anthony says podcast by uh that jackass over there who's who lit. Oh my God, he just threw up. Oh jeez, and you and you expect that's why your show didn't work. You remember what happened when you did your show and the, the whole time all you did you you cracked the mic and start talking and then you vomited on the microphone and then you took it back to the store and they said we can't fix this because there's too much vomit in it. You went through seven recorders vomiting in them, and then you think you're going to just come take over my show that I've been building for three years. I'm not mop, mop that up. 
Good Lord. God, take over my show. Anyway, folks, listen. Like I said, this has been an F everybody day for me. But thanks to you and thanks to the fact that I <laughs> look at this jackass. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> he just threw up, tried to mop it up, and then threw up on top of where. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to end this segment. I got to help this guy out. This is embarrassing. See, I'm going to come. I'm going to stop the segment and help your punk ass out, even though you tried to ruin my and steal my show. I shouldn't help you. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, segment over. I want to tell you in this segment, I want to talk to you about our superpowers. I have superpowers. You have superpowers. If you're the reliable person in the family or one of the handful of super reliable people in your family, you have superpowers. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But right now, I want to I want to set things up. Now, when you're the reliable person in the family, you realize that you're taken advantage of in a way and you're overlooked in a way. And sometimes the people in your family, because they know you're the reliable one, kind of take advantage of you, set you up conspire against you because they know you're going to catch them when they fall. They conspire against you. I actually had people conspire against me in business before, not in a major way. I, I mean, I, not, not, you know, like I ran a business and people tried to take the money. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when I worked for an employment agency. And a lot of times when you work for an employment agency, what happens is there's a salary for the job. You get some of the salary and the employment agency for finding you the job gets some of the salary. And some of them, they get a finder's fee, meaning here's some money. You found this, this person that's great and some for the first 90 days the probation period of you having the job you get your salary and the employment agency gets a percentage or a chunk of your salary not a big deal you didn't even have a salary until they found you this job not a problem not a problem besides it's a 90-day period where you're learning the job and you're in a probation period anyway. And even if you worked for the job without the employment agency, they would still have you at a lower salary because it's a probation period. I go to do the job. I do the job well. And I talked about this before in the podcast, but one of you asked me about it. And it also sets up what I wanted to talk about anyway. So here we go. So right around the 86, 87-day mark, sometimes to make it look good, the 70-day mark, they say, well, that position is no longer necessary. He did a great job, but we don't need anybody to do this job anymore. We just needed them to do that. And I wound up losing the job. Oh, no. Two or three days later, they call me back and they hire me back. Hey, we need you again. Fantastic. I went from not having any money for a couple of days and now I'm back working. This is great. And I go through the employment agency and they get and they go, hey, they wanted you back. There's a new opening. It's a very similar job. As it turns out, it's the same job. Those slick bastards. And they want you to come in and you start all over again with a 90 day grace period. And right around the 83, 84 day mark. Oh, no, they don't need you anymore. We're going to have to let you go. Oh. Two or three days goes by. You get a call from the employment agency. They want you back and you're sitting there. And, and a lot of employment agencies and a lot of offices will do that on a regular basis. Why? Because, well, if you're always in the probation period, if you're always in the probation period, well, that means every time you work, the employment agency, because the clock has been restarted, they get to take a piece of your salary. And it only requires them making a phone call to you and taking a phone call from the business. Two phone calls. And all of a sudden, they're getting a chunk of your salary and they don't have to do anything. Not a bad deal. When you think about it from the officer's standpoint, well, you're in a probation period. You were terminated or laid off and then you started all over again and they restarted you again and you went through the whole employment process again. It's like you're a different person. Same name, same social security number, same skill set. In fact, you can go right back into the job and do the job because, well, you are already doing the job. And why should you have to go through a whole probation period? You went through it twice already, 70 something days and 80 something days. That's well past the 90 days. But no, they restarted the clock. And why did they restart the clock? Because if you're in the probation period, they don't have to give you health benefits because that costs them something. 
So all of a sudden you're in this endless loop of employment agencies putting you in place. You only stay there for 80 days, but they know you're reliable. They know you're not going to cause any problems. They know you're going to go and you're going to show up every day. They know you're going to work. They know you have a kind of personality that makes you a joy to work with. They know you're a quick learner. They know you're smart. So every time they send you out to a job, they know they're going to get 80 days of salary out of you. And the offices who hire you, they know they're going to get 80 days of work out of you and they don't have to pay you full salary and they don't have to pay your benefits. You're Mr. Reliable. And these two people, this company and this other company are playing you like a fiddle. They're playing you like a sucker. They're playing you like a chump. They're both. One's saving money, one's making money. And you're the one that has to go away a week at a time or two weeks at a time, not having a job. And it's just this endless cycle. You're reliable and your reliability is making you a sucker to these two bastards. Now, why did I bring that up and why did I talk about that? Because as I said in the beginning of this segment, you have relatives that are doing exactly the same thing to you. They know that you have a car that works because you keep your car in good shape. They know because you have to travel around a lot. You have to move around a lot. So you have no choice but to make sure your car is in good shape. You can't laze off and do things like that. You are Mr. Reliable. They know they can count on you. You, Mrs. Reliable. You don't drink. You don't do any drugs. You're always available. You're always available. You're always available, right? They can count on you. That's where you have that superpower. That's when I came in to the superpower I have. During the day, during the evening, I am a professional comedian and podcaster and entertainer. A mild-mannered one. But during the day, I have a superpower. He's transportation man. That's right. He has a car that works. He works for himself. So he doesn't have a boss that he has answered to. That's right. Whenever I get stranded. Why call my spouse? When I can put up the T symbol. He has the power to stop whatever he's doing at any moment. Drop what he's doing, even if it's important to him, to bail your punk ass out of the problems you got into. Why go shopping at a time when it's convenient, when you could actually get a ride back and forth? Why not just show up at the shopping center or show up at the supermarket on the bus? And buy more stuff than you can carry on the bus. Oh my goodness, I bought more stuff. Ew, I got more stuff than I imagined, even though I knew I was going to be on the bus and I have a shopping list that's actually taller than me. What am I going to do? How am I going to get all of these bags home? I can't get them all on the bus. Wait a minute, this is a job for transportation man. Hey, what's up? Uh, hi, yes. Um, what is it? Well, I'm at the supermarket right now, and, um, you know, you know, I was wondering if you could, um, you know, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to be on some couples of, uh, do somebody's radio show and, and stuff, and I, uh, I'm working on some stuff that I wanted to, that I have to, that I'm going to do on the show, and I got to, an audition for some stuff a little later on today, and I want to, you know, rehearse and all of that. I know that, you know, I mean, but, um, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of stuck at the market. How do you get stuck at a market? And like, what? Only way you could have been stuck at the supermarket is if you shoplifted stuff. You shoplifted crap, and they have you locked in a room downstairs. How do you get stuck in a supermarket? Uh, I mean, I came here on the bus. You know, I was just gonna pick up a couple of things, and then, you know, but, you know, I have a, I have a. And I have some stuff that it's just too much stuff to get on the bus. 
Well, you knew you were catching, you knew you caught the bus in and you knew you were catching the bus out, which means you knew not to get more than a couple of bags with the stuff. And, but I know, but I mean, I already have the stuff. I already purchased it and I'm standing outside and I mean, I have like food and stuff. So, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of hot out here and I don't want my food to go bad. Would you mind? All right. Hey, yes, what are you doing, man? We got to work on the stuff for that show. I, um, maybe you can work on it yourself for a while. I have to go upstairs for a while and, uh, take care of something. I'll be back in about an hour. You're going to be upstairs for an hour? Yes, yes. But whatever you do, don't come upstairs looking for me because I'm, what I'm doing requires you not coming upstairs, okay? <laughs> Up the steps. This is a job for transportation man. You take off the glasses, you open up the shirt, and there's a cape and a spandex suit with a big T across the chest and the T is for transportation man. But you can't fly. You, you know, you drive places. So you, you kind of walk back down the stairs, and then the person you told that you were going upstairs looks and goes, oh, you got the transportation man suit on again. Uh, dude, why do you go through the trouble of going upstairs and, you know, and taking off your glasses and, and getting into this stupid outfit. I mean, it just means that the friend of yours is too stupid to realize that they can't buy too much stuff or, or whatever. They're stranded somewhere. You, you could have just said my friend stranded and then you could have just gone to the, to the store. I, mean, I don't even know what. Why did you buy a suit? I mean, that a spandex suit, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I don't even don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm not S. Anthony. I'm a transportation man. Dude, really? The glasses that you had on didn't even have glass in them, dude. I mean, I know. Good luck. Okay, just just go do what you got to do. I'll, I'll work on this, and you come back. We can finish this up. I I I I can't finish anything up because I'm uh, okay. Whatever, dude. Just go. That's time to get into the mighty Toyota Camry. Well, I like to as I like to recall call it the transportation machine, and we now go and save the life of my friend. Hey, yes. Oh, you're wearing a transportation man outfit again. Hey, what's going on? Um, I don't know why you keep wearing that. Why don't you just, you know, it's kind of weird sitting on the porch here and you walk down the steps in that stupid outfit all the time. Every time one of your idiot relatives, one of your stupid friends calls you up and says they need a ride somewhere. I mean, why don't you just tell them to stop bothering you? Well, well I, I, I don't even know who S. Anthony is. I'm transportation man. Oh, God, you need help, dude. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Meanwhile, as he drives down the street, Transportation Man realizes the person gave him the wrong address to the supermarket. <clears throat> How will I find them? How will I find them? There's gotta be a way to contact the person who's... Hello? Oh, sorry, I gave you the wrong address to the supermarket. Um, the address is this. I'll text it to you. Okay, I'll be there. Okay, that was a bit stupid, but you get the point. <laughs> you get the point. You know, you're the reliable person. You're one of the most, you're one of the reliable people of your group. And everybody just assumes you can stop doing what you can do, what you're doing right now to get to them. And I'm telling you, you could tell when people are starting to conspire against you because you have the nerve to be reliable. Normally being reliable is a good thing. But you start to hear things that people are starting to say. You know, you hear them discussing you in the other room. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of a, kind of a far way to go, you know. And, you know, I got a truck, man. That's going to cost a little bit of money to get there. I mean, not like a ridiculous amount of money, but it's like, that's going to cost me a lot of gas. I mean, I don't really get that good gas mileage or anything like that, you know. And it's like, you know, uh, you know, it's really a pain in the neck to go there. I don't even really know. I don't even know how to get there. I mean, I, I mean, the, I got the, the Google Maps thing and all of that, but I don't like using that, you know, because I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I get distracted sometimes when I'm driving and then that voice comes out and I look at the screen. I don't like to use my GPS. I just like, you know, and I, you know, uh, S knows where it is. Uh, S knows where it is. Yeah, he used to work up there. Why don't you just ask him to drive you? He ain't, he ain't doing nothing. Oh, you're right. I mean, maybe it's just, you know, he, he'll do it. I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to call them and tell them I'm going to be there because I know, I know I can just call on S and he'll do it. Yeah, he, he, he'll do it. You know how he is. You know, he's going to get mad at first and then he's going to do it anyway, right? Yeah, I know. So, yeah, maybe I tell him no. I wouldn't tell him right away. If you tell him right away, then, then he's going to, you know, he's probably just, he's going to be upset and he's going to say, no, I can't do it. And then he's going to know that you have enough time to, 
you know, find another way to get it done. So what should I do? Just, you know, wait till the last minute and then just tell him, you know, I had a ride all set up and I didn't want to bother you or nothing. But uh, because my ride fell through that, uh, I had to call you sorry and then say sorry about that. Okay. And then, uh, you know, cause you know how he is, man. He's like I said, if it's emergency or something like that, he ain't going to get mad. He's going to be like, oh man, but he's going to help you anyway. Yeah, you're right. You know, that's what I do all the time. And a lot of times, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I love him and everything, you know, but the thing is, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, I mean, he, I know he does his little radio thing, whatever that thing he does on the internet and all of that. And he does his little skits and stuff like that and all of that. But, you know, he, I mean, I mean, he, how long is his little skit? He does his little thing in the internet for like an hour. You know, it's not like he takes him days to put it together or anything, you know. And then there's the, the, the little, them little skits that he's going to be doing when he goes and he do his little comedy thing. I mean, you, he's only on stage for like an hour and a half or so. So it's like, I mean, so it's like this is two and a half hours a week he's only, he's doing. It's not like it took him years to learn the skills to be on stage or if it takes him months and months and months to put together a show. I'm pretty sure he just steps on the stage and talks for an hour and a half at random to people. And I'm sure that podcasting, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't write any of that stuff down or rehearse it or anything like that he probably just turns it on and starts talking so that doesn't require any effort so of course he could just stop whatever he's doing and just go wherever you want to go and uh he won't mind wasting really really large chunks of his day for your dumb ass errands that you could do for yourself you're right i mean it's not like he's doing anything so i know i don't want to do that tomorrow um what i'm gonna do is well i mean well it's actually it's just gonna be three days from now so i won't call him tomorrow i'll call him like What's going to take me about 40, it takes about 45 minutes to get there from what I understand. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait like until like an hour and a half till I need to be there. Then I'm going to call him. Yeah. Wait till it's like, if you got 45 minutes to get there, call him. Yeah. Call him like an hour before and then go, I got to be there in 45 minutes. Cause if he only has 15 minutes then he ain't going to be able to say no to you. Cause you know, I mean, he's a good dude, but you know, you know, he's going to act like he doing something, but he ain't really doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds like an exaggeration, but I've actually heard people do that. I, they didn't even realize that I had, you know, that I had walked into the house and I'm sitting there and I'm just sitting there listening to this and I wanted to bust them on it. I wanted to bust them on it, but I was like, no, I'm not going to bust them on it. I'm not going to bust them on it. And what I decided to do, which was absolutely hilarious, it was hilarious. I, first of all, I don't use my home phone to begin with. I'll be honest with you. When somebody asks me what my home number is, I actually have to look it up because I never use it. People just call me on my cell phone. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if I, if, if I give my home number to someone, it's someone I don't want to talk to because sometimes the shit's not even plugged into the wall because who cares? Uh, nobody calls me on that crap, you know? So, um, <laughs> So, so, every, so I can't give my home number to people that I know. They're like, why you give me the damn home number? You trying to get rid of me or something? So they all have my cell phone number. But here's the thing. Recently, my phone, um, I, it, it came out of the case as I was getting out of the car and I didn't know that. So I was just kind of, you know, you know, you click the, the, click the latch to, uh, for your door. And I just pushed the door back with the, the closed door and walk away. And I heard, <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is that? And I realized, Hey, maybe just maybe cell phones weren't meant to be slammed into the doors of Toyota Camrys. And I looked down and I'm going, well, guess who doesn't have a cell phone? And it still kind of worked. It kind of worked. You know, it, you know, it, it you couldn't go on the internet and it kind of flashed off and on. Cause it got hit so hard by the door and the case was broken. And so I get a phone call, that phone call, that last minute phone call, and I'm looking at the number and I'm going, <laughs> I got a broken phone, <laughs> which means I probably didn't get this message. <laughs> and they're calling and calling and calling. And that person decided to call a little bit early, didn't do the 15 minute thing. They did the half an hour thing, but not the 15 minute thing. So I go to the cell phone place. My insurance plan says I get another phone. So I go there and I get another phone. And my new phone, the phone that I have now is the same phone, but the upgraded version, more memory, more speed, more power, more and all of that crap. It's a much better phone. And I got it because my other phone got cracked. So as I'm sitting there waiting for them to load up crap on the phone, the lady goes, there's a phone call coming through. You want to answer that phone call? And before I finish, I'm going, what's the number? And she says the number. And I know what the number is. And I'm going, no, no, don't finish setting up my phone for me. Finish setting it up. 
and the phone call keeps coming through and coming and coming and coming and I can't answer it. Why? Because I'm getting my phone set up. Now, had I not heard that conversation, I would have said, yeah, let me get that. Let me get that thing there. And I would have called back and I would have said, you know what? I'm going to come get you. And then I would have came back and gotten my phone set up later. But hell no. Transportation man had been hidden by transportationites. You know how Superman has kryptonite and kryptonite kills him? Well, I got hit by transportationite and transportationite kills transportation man. And transportation man was dying. They fixed my phone and I was like, thank you, phone fix lady. That's not her name, by the way. It is name. Your name is not phone fix lady. My name is not phone fix lady. It is for this story. Now give me my phone. And I walk away and I get back into the mighty Toyota Camry, this time remembering not to slam my phone into the car. And I drive away and I go home and I turn on my phone and the person goes, didn't you get any of my messages? And I said, no, I actually slapped my phone into the Toyota, mighty Toyota Camry and I couldn't get any of my messages. What happened? What happened? Well, I'm. I'm kind of stuck somewhere because I can't. Oh, really? Oh, well, I'm sorry. I did not realize you needed my help. I'm so far away from home right now that I couldn't possibly come get you. Where are you? I'm really, really far away. I'm I'm in New York City right now. Oh, my God. That's right. So I guess. uh, Is there any way you can get home? Well, I could catch the bus, but it'll cost me, it'll cost me $40. Do you have the $40? Yeah, I have the $40. Yeah, I really wish I could help you, but you're going to have to catch the bus. Oh, man, this is going to take me two hours to get home. I know, I'm sorry. I wish I could help you, but it would take me even longer to get back to where you were. I know, oh, man. I wish, oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry about your phone. Oh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Well, you better get out of here and catch that bus. You're right. I better get out of here and catch that. Okay, you take care of yourself. <laughs> and it was the best thing that ever happened. I'm glad my phone got smashed. I'm glad Transportation Man was hit with Transportationite, his weakness. And I'm glad that bastard had to catch the bus. Gonna sit there conspiring against me. Bastards. So what I'm saying, folks, is listen, you have a superpower too. whatever it is. My superpower is my power to transport jackasses places they could have gotten themselves without wasting my damn time. But your transport, your power, your secret power could be your superpower could be something else entirely. Your superpower could be the power to listen to dumbass stories by jackasses when you should be doing something else. Right. What do people rely on you to do that they could do for themselves and they take up so much of your time that you don't get to do the stuff you need to do? Hmm? You could be your superpower could be story listening woman. I have the power to listen to bullshit stories from my jackass friends when they tell me the same crap they've been telling me for years. And I know they're completely bullshitting me and they're beating my ear when I could actually be doing something else at the time. I've been on the other end of that. I was transport before I became a transportation man. I was dating a woman who was story listening woman. And I'm standing there waiting to boom, boom, jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom. Boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, da, boom, jiggy, jiggy. And I go, oh, no, I see the story light. And they're calling her. She goes, I would, I have to put on my cape right now and listen to some bullshit stories of my friends. I'm long, boring-ass story-listening woman. And I'm going, wait a second. You can't listen to that boring story. We're about to get it on. But I have to listen to the story. I have to become the superhero that listens to the story. And I said, oh, you do, do you? And then I pulled out story-listening woman's kryptonite. And it's called, I took my pants off and pointed to something and she said i ain't listened to that bullshit story and i said you're damn right and then we got it on and then while i was asleep you know 12 minutes later she was on the i mean an hour later (laughs) f (laughs) y'all what folks you know what i'm talking about everybody has that superpower you know where people try to take advantage of you you know you got stuff you need to do stuff that's important for you to do And they always rely on you to do things for them that they could do for themselves or set themselves up in a way where they put themselves in a precarious position where only you can save them. Well, you got to start training those bastards to stop relying on you so much. 
I am no longer transportation man because I'm going to go back to being comedy man soon. And comedy man can't be transportation man. Those two, those two superpowers cannot coexist. So whatever your superpower is that people are taking advantage of, let them know that that superhero is no longer available. That superhero has been hit with whatever that superpower, superpower is and it. Because you take whatever your superpower is and add the Ike to the end of it because, you know, like you Superman with some Krypton and Kryptonite, I, you get the point. So all I'm saying, my friends, is listen, you don't have to put up with that crap. Do the stuff that you need to do for you and let those basses do the crap that they need to do for themselves. Damn it. It's time for those bastards to come up and build up their own superpowers, damn it. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> but then again, I have a superpower called Podcast Man, and soon I'll be back to having my other superpower, Stand Up Comic Man. And there's no weaknesses to those two superpowers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, this has been episode number 263 of the Yes Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank every last one of you for stopping by and checking out the show and for telling friends and all of that kind of stuff. Thank you for the kind emails and the direct messages. Thank you for everything, man. I really, really appreciate it. If you like the show, please go to whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on and rate and review and give a 27 stars i know it only goes up to five but find a way to give 27 stars to the show tell your friends that you think will like this crap that they should listen to this crap and hopefully those people will listen to this crap and come back and keep listening to this crap much love to every last one of you uh this podcast can be heard pretty much anywhere if they play podcasts my punk ass is on there itunes which is obviously now apple podcasts uh, I uh, tune in radio, Stitcher radio, iHeart radio. I'm everywhere, baby. And if you uh, ever forget where I am, all you have to do basically is just Google S. Anthony says or the S. Anthony says podcast and you'll be able to find me because I'm not hard to find. Please follow me on social media. My personal um, Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. The show's Twitter is at S. Anthony says. I have a verified page on Facebook. Just into the search box at the top. Just type in S. Anthony says. You will see my page. Please click like. It's the one that has the blue check. So you know that it is actually me. And I'm also on Instagram at S. Anthony Thomas. And if you want to contact yours truly. Questions, comments, suggestions, declarations of love. Please feel free to do so at talk to S. Anthony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K. T-O, and of course, attached to that, my name, S. Anthony <clears throat> at gmail.com. Talk to us, Anthony at gmail.com. Folks, thank you to my sass bastards all over the world. Much love to you all. I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you for allowing me into your phones, into your cars, into your ears, into your minds, into your hearts. I don't care where you play me. It doesn't matter where you play me on a you know, treadmill and all of that crap. I don't care if you're actually base jumping while listening to me right now. Don't be so interested in what I'm saying that you forget to pull the chute. Don't do that because I don't want anybody that listens to me to get splatted on the ground because then I'd have one less listener. I mean, because I don't want anything to happen to you. <laughs> also, I'll have one less listener. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> much love to every last one of you guys. And I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say it with me on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.